0: Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic, getting through the holidays. For some, the sights, signs, and smells of the holidays bring joy and a warm feeling. But while others are joyously diving into the season, some of us are dipping into conflict, guilt, and a sense of loss. We read articles on how to enjoy the holidays. We read about the Christmas blues, but many of us still can't figure out how to get through the holiday season. We may not know what a joyous holiday would look and feel like. Now you know, I was thinking about this earlier this uh, morning, uh, actually, and it just feels like an act of reparenting. I felt like the choice of enjoying the holidays was kind of snapped, uh, you know, from growing up in a, you know, taken away, uh, growing up in a dysfunctional family. Um, I have... You know, from a time like, you know, travel outside of the country has been really helpful, um, you know, which might sound extreme for some. But I think it it, it felt like more like taking ownership, uh, you know, more recently, you know, just having a nice trip last week and just kind of understanding that behind the veneer, um, you know, a lot of people are struggling, um, especially in these times. I mean, I think growing up as a kid, I just always thought everyone looked so happy um, and Um, it's not always the case. Back to the reading. Many of us are torn between what we want to do on the holiday and what we feel we have to do. Wow. Truth bomb. We may feel guilty because we don't want to be with our families. We may feel a sense of loss because we don't have the kind of family to be with that we want. Many of us year after year walk into the same dining room on the same holiday expecting this year to be different. Then we leave Year after year, feeling let down, disappointed, and confused by it all. Many of us have old painful memories triggered by the holidays. Many of us feel a great deal of relief when the holidays ended. One of the greatest gifts of recovery is learning that we're not alone. There are probably as many of us in conflict during the holidays than there are those who feel at peace. We're learning through trial and error how to take care of ourselves a little better each holiday season. Our first discovery task during the holidays is to accept ourselves, our situation, and our feelings about our situation. We accept our guilt, anger, and sense of loss. It's all okay. Acceptance. Radical acceptance. There is no right or perfect way to handle the holidays. Our strength can be found in doing the best we can, one year at a time. The holiday season, I will give myself permission to take care of myself and to enjoy it. Now we move on to the next reading, also from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, the topic, Holiday Triggers. One year, when I was a child, my father got drunk and violent at Christmas. I just unwrapped a present, a bottle of hand lotion, when he exploded in an alcoholic rage. Our Christmas was disrupted. It was terrible. It was frightening for the whole family. And now, 35 years later, whenever I smell hand lotion, I immediately feel all the feelings I did that Christmas. The fear, the disappointment, the heartache, the helplessness, and an instinctive desire to control. Ooh. Um, this wasn't always even just Christmas. This was like um, just during holidays and long free periods of time. It was like almost like our family was lost when you know workaholism or schoolaholism, you know, gradeaholism, I guess just, I mean, there was so much focus on grades, almost to the, almost more important than money, I felt as a kid. Um, and as far as there's some kind of direct relationship b- between grades, or shouldn't say direct, a guarantee of, you know, grades and money, which, you know, is kind of a different subject. But, you know, I, I do realize that these kinds of things, um, you know, I've more recently moved to hot, hotter weather. And that's, uh, I think I love hot weather, but I also think I feel safer. And it is, it is I think, somewhat related to my trauma of growing up in, you know, colder climates and just reminded me of, you know, that feeling of being trapped. Back to the reading. There are many positive triggers that remind us of Christmas. Snow. Decan- I love this. Positive triggers. Love that term. Love that term. Man, this is such an honor to do this. There are so many positive triggers that remind us of Christmas. Snow, decorations, silent night, jingle bells, wrap packages, nativity scenes, stockings hung on a fireplace. These triggers can evoke uh, in us the warm nostalgic feelings of a Christmas celebration. Yeah, like for me, I think of this, I just love this concept of positive triggers. I mean, for me, it's like a coffee shop with the right music, a gym, uh, you know, like a, so. And I do think of the positive triggers of this season, you know, it could be, you know, more sleep, uh, you know, it used to be great sporting events, not necessarily the case. And, you know, more recently, I mean, just again, I think it's very important for me to, you know, as, as an adult to try to be in warmer you know temperature and not feel obligated back to the reading. There are other kinds of triggers, though, that may be less apparent and invoke different feelings and, me- and memories. Our mind is like a powerful computer. It links sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste with feelings, thoughts, and memories. It links our senses, and we remember. Sometimes the smallest, most innocuous incident can trigger memories. Not all our memories are pleasant, especially if we grew up in an alcoholic, dysfunctional setting. We may not understand why we suddenly feel afraid, depressed, and anxious. We may not understand what has triggered our codependent coping behaviors. The low self-worth, the need to control, the need to neglect ourselves. That's interesting, the need to neglect ourselves. When that happens, we need to understand that some innocuous event may be triggering memories recorded deep within us. If something, even something we don't understand triggers painful memories, we can pull ourselves back into the present by self-care. Double up to self-care is something I heard on one of the meetings. Acknowledging our feelings, detaching, working the steps, that's a great one, and affirming ourselves, another great one. We can take action to feel good. We can help ourselves feel better each Christmas. No matter what the past held, we can put it in perspective and create a more pleasant holiday today. Today, I will gently work through my memories of this holiday season, I will accept my feelings, even if I consider them different than what others are feeling this holiday. God, help me let go. Help me heal from and release the painful memories surrounding the holidays. Help me finish my business from the past so I can create the holiday of my choice. I love that. So I can create the holiday of my choice. It was a great reading. And that with positive triggers. The next reading comes from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery. The topic is forgiveness. We cannot forgive another until we forgive ourselves. Big red book, page 233. As children, we learn to be critical of ourselves and to see ourselves as never being good enough. This was told to us so many times and in so many ways by the adults in our lives. You know, not just parents, but the grandmother, the surrogates, as, you know, the Hoffman process would, you know, point out. That it programmed itself into our self-image. You know, Carne's talks about that self-definition and defining the self. The thought of forgiving ourselves for doing or saying something wrong never entered our minds. In ACA, we learn that self-forgiveness is essential for honoring and loving our true self. It is how we learn to affirm our worth and build a foundation for being able to forgive others. Learning to love ourselves unconditionally opens up a new world may not be easy for many of us because of the critical inner voice that seems to keep beating us down but it's possible we know that because we see it happening in others once we begin to give ourselves this gift we are then better able to give the same gift to those around us but doing so does not mean we excuse unacceptable behavior we simply learn to forgive and accept others for who they are it's interesting so doesn't forgiveness is not the same as condoning it's just Only, it's just radical acceptance. Only then can we make a decision about whether we want them in our lives. But we will make that decision from a healthy place, not one of anger and resentment. I really like that part. We will make that decision from a healthy place, not one of anger and resentment. On this day, I will strengthen my spirit, showing myself unconditional love by accepting myself for being human. Wow. And then the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The topic is good enough. Yeah, We come from homes in which doing our best was never good enough or it seemed never good enough. And I think that's the other thing, it seemed. As children, many of us were expected to perform, but no matter how well we did, we didn't receive praise, just higher expectations or like way too much praise and even higher expectations. It was normal to want to hear we were valued and we yearned for affirmation that we were okay. But in its absence, we were left to believe we simply weren't good enough. As adults, we heard those tapes in our head and kept setting higher expectations of ourselves. No matter what I've achieved, sorry, no matter what we achieved, we never felt good enough. Many of us were lucky that we inevitably hit a wall we couldn't climb and found ACA and the help we needed. I'm just so glad I found ACA. It's uh, so helpful to, you know, diagnose the what. As we learned to, uh, sorry, we began to see... That not getting praise had kept us from knowing how to give praise. Wow. For those of us who have children, we want to do it better, but couldn't find the language, often believing that praise would give them permission to stop trying. Right. That there's some kind of transactional nature to the praise. We had repeated the pattern, not realizing that the disappointment in their eyes mirrored our own childhood feelings. As we learn to erase the tapes in our heads, we begin to give ourselves the affirmation we didn't get, that we're good enough. Can now pass the sense of worthiness on to those who mattered in our lives. On this day, I remind myself that I am good enough and I fill myself with praise and good feelings. And that concludes today's holiday edition of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saludja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. There's no healing without feeling. To feel my feelings and to approve and love myself. Happy holidays!